Hello, everyone. It is Thursday, September 24th, 2020. You're listening to the Tanaka Cast, your look at baseball through the lens of Masa, Masahiro Tanaka and his many starts. I'm Dan, and I'm joined by Ibera. Happy to be here, even though it was a sad day yesterday. Yes, a sad day in Mudville. What is that? Yeah. Yeah, um, so there is no joy in Mudville. Mighty Casey no joy has struck out. Wow. Yeah, and, there goes there go there go all my baseball credentials right there. Um, it's but, it's uh, okay. No, no one. <laughs> Nick, Casey at the bat is is not necessarily something we all grew up on. We are going to talk about Masahiro at the plate today in his last regular season outing for the 2020 season with the Yanks. Maybe his last regular season appearance with the Yanks. Maybe not. If we'll talk he's a little not bit about with that. the Yanks next year, which I think there's a good chance he is staying. Um, uh, I think there's a destination that I think he may he may wind up in, if not with the Yankees. Uh, okay, well, I, I can't wait to find out what that is later in this episode. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, before, no, we didn't even talk about beforehand. That's right. But before I wasn't kidding, I'm excited. Uh, but, but before we talk about that, let us talk about the 14 to one spanking. Coming right off the, what was it, 12? Like, what was the spanking the other way, the, the day before with Cole behind the... I believe it was a 12-to-1 spanking. 12-to-1 is what I thought it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, that the Yankees delivered to the Jays. Right. And then the Jays proceeded to... Um, uh, to uh, spank to back. Spank back. Um, spank back hard. Yeah, 12-to-1, uh, yep. It was, it was pretty brutal, I'll say. Do you want me to just get into, get into I, that set, yeah, the start? Yeah, let's, let's get into it, yeah. Um, oh yeah, and also they they lost the Jays in the very beginning of the season eleven to five, after losing to the Sox ten to two in the yeah. finale of that uh, of yep. the of that three game Sox series. Um, so this was brutal. Massa did not pitch well, uh, but the defense also failed him. There were like three errors behind him. I did because this unfortunately crossed with my with my uh, with my softball game. I saw the beginning, but and then my phone died in the middle of it. So um, we also didn't win our softball game. But it was a good game. Um, so I did not see this part where like he just got absolutely um, roughed up. You know, ninety-one pitches, but you know, five runs were on him before he exited after, yep. at the end of the fourth inning, but only three of them were earned, which again tells you like the quality of the defense behind him. And you know, one thing that has to be said about Basir Tanaka is, is that when he's pitching well. Or even, or even when he's pitching poorly, he benefits from defenses that can get outs, um, especially ground balls. Like Masahiro Tanaka gives gives people double play balls. He gives people ball, uh, balls on the bases that, like, if you don't make an error, you're gonna get out of it. Um, he was failed by that, and also, you know, he had to. He was uh, he was a bit rough. You know, he was. People he walked people. That's very unusual for Massa. Uh, I don't think his control was really uh, from seeing some of it on uh, on TV. Uh, I don't think his control was really off. I just think that you know it was it was not such a it was not such a good day for him, and he was not helped by his defense. And it's a shame. Uh, but then on the flip side, it's also you know like the the Blue Jays hitters were just also hot, hot, hot as well. Yeah. I mean like. Five runs when he leaves, and then nine other runs. I mean, Danny Jansen, who is on my fantasy team, but not a very good player. I mean, he's a he's a he's a catcher with a typical catcher's batting average, but he hit, he he did hit two solo shops, 
Well, shots one of our, one off of our boy. So you know, it was it was not the uh, it was not the happiest regular season start uh, for for Masa, Not the happiest last one of this year. Um, hopefully, knock on wood, he's back for more in future regular season starts with the Yankees. But uh, in terms of uh, his, uh, but in terms of his campaign this year, especially considering that you know he he got hit in the head, like this definitely raised his bet. His um, he has his ERA, but he still finishes with very respectable three point five six with a very respectable three point five six earned run average over forty eight innings and a one point one seven WHIP. So you know the guy. The guy still uh, the the guy still pitched uh, p- pitched below his um uh, his career average, which I believe is like something is is three point seven was three point seven three before this start. So, um, you know, we will will you you'll be onward to the playoffs for now. But uh, uh yeah. Uh, any any thoughts uh, any thoughts Dan before we we dive into uh to this be uh, this being the last of his seven year starting his seven year contract and such. Um, no other specific thoughts. I just thought I think it's interesting that it was you know pretty long four innings, like still up to, not, upwards ninety pitches. Yeah. Or so. Um, for Tanaka, um, I agree. I think it was just sort of like a a blip uh, at the end of the of a good season. So I still think he pitched well, all things considered. Um, considering what happened at the beginning of the year, you know, this game. Even with the number of runs he let out here, not too too bad. Um, I definitely think it continues to speak to the problems that the Yankees have with their bullpen. Um, but also, it feels, it, it, and I think this is also a little bit biased, Barra, because we do do these podcasts specifically around the Tanaka starts alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it does definitely feel to me like, in a, in a lot of cases, it, and this isn't to say that five runs is surmountable. <laughs> but well it's a four-run deficit when he left it was five one you right can, you're that's in slam range that is a that is a game where it is where it is very winnable it requires you to play good baseball but that's a winnable right. game you don't you you still send right. a you don't put up the white flag when it's a five one deficit and I, and I think we routinely see though that when tanaka starts for whatever reason their bats are just cold Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's just me, like, and this is me saying this based on his starts specifically, mm-hmm. and seeing a lot of other starts, like the day before, where they had twelve runs on the board. Well, he did have and, that monster that when they he went seven, and they yes. were like, and they and it was a, and he left the game when they had a seven-one lead, and it was a ten-one blow. Right. It was a, it was a blowout. It happens, but it seems to happen infrequently. And again, I. To your point, there it might just be me. No, before mis- that mis- we mis- we facts. I mean, before that they did have this study where they was like, yeah, the Yankees bats produce less when Tanaka's on the mound this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but was again, I mean, listen, yeah. they're not going to come. I mean, they let the Yankees collectively let fourteen runs go, so it's not like I don't think that's a. I don't personally think that's a realistic expectation for your offense. But still, at the beginning, you know, things may have changed. The the, the strategy may have changed if. There was a bit more offense from the Yankees side too. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I think that they, I think that they, if they were if they were leading or tied, I think they let him go. I, I mean, I think the pitch count was the only reason why he didn't go out for the fifth period. Um, right. 
because again, not insurmountable and, you know, just like put him inside, put him in mind for like the possible, possible little boost win, which would also tie him with Kuroda for like most wins of all time for uh second most wins all time for a Japanese pitcher. So, you know, it's a, he's chasing a pretty cool little milestone right now. That's awesome. Yeah, no, it's a, so, you know, he was, he was trying to get a milestone last night too with that and just didn't, didn't manage to get there. So, yeah, I think they would have brought him out. Oh, go on. Well, I was just going to say, you talk about milestones, you talk mm-hmm. about legacies mm-hmm. with this with our Japanese pitching phenom. Mm-hmm. There is the reality that the seven-year contract is over, as yes. Matahiro puts in his tweet. In 2020, and with a seven-year contract, I have pitched for the last time in the regular season. The result was disappointing. <laughs> However... I still have a chance to start over in the playoffs, so I would like to make adjustments from tomorrow. I would like to look back on it after the season is over. So we just like to read his tweets, but I just wanted to segue that into the next topic of discussion, which is what's next for Masahiro Tanaka? Is he in the pinstripes? Is he going somewhere else? Um, His contract is up. And I'll swing it right over to you, Barra, for your thoughts. So, I mean, I think maybe it's also just because now it's more of a reality that I am getting a little nervous and stuff. But I think overall, my estimation at the beginning of this year um, that, you know, that he was, that the Yanks are going to be inclined to bring him back still puts in. You know, he's someone who has been very consistent. We'll see how he does in the playoffs again. But, you know, he has this great record in big games and playoff games, Hockenwood. And also, you know, he is a he's a veteran. He's a veteran presence that's also been very durable and hasn't been injured. I mean, like the other person that they were thinking about bringing back next year, James Paxton, has been really is is about as old and has been really really injury prone. Uh, and so I think that like you know the fact that Massa has managed to remain healthy, that he's a that he's a veteran presence that um and that there's all these young kids coming up. I think. <coughs> You know, they kept CC Sabathia pitching for the Yankees until he literally could not pitch anymore. So I just can't imagine that they wouldn't uh, wouldn't want to keep Masahiro Tanaka on as like a you know like perhaps more durable version of CC Sabathia, um, which would be because because you know CC had to reinvent himself over time, and Masahiro's already done that reinvention. Although as we've been seeing, his fastball speeds back up now, like. Yeah. <laughs> I I am curious about the medical side in that, you know, he did the thing where, like, you know, his UCL got hurt, had a tear, and then he decided to do rehab, not surgery, and he chose to not opt out and test the free agent market, which turned out to be a really good choice, and uh, I do wonder, like, what is this the the health status of the elbow? I mean, it has been seven years, uh, and... I would imagine he is taking go. He's taking care of it. Uh, I do think it's actually a pretty cool story. If not, going he manages to retire without ever getting a surgery, because I think then you may just have to look at it. It's like are people perhaps being too quick to pull the trigger on TJ's sur- surgery, and is there a way to just better take care of yourself? Uh, right. Which 
I would have to imagine that Massa has just been taking care of himself really well because he pitched at the elite level. He's been pitching at an elite level since he was in high school in Japan. Um, and then he got hurt and then he made his adjustments. Right. So, so yeah, so I think the health thing is about the one flag that could possibly be there. Um, I think that money might be an issue, but I also think that I get the impression that the Yankees do value him and they do need a reliable number two period. And I don't think they necessarily want to want to see him walk out the door. So I'll be curious to see what it looks like. Uh, there's also another odd thought that I had in my head the other day, which is, is that I am curious if Masa decided to not opt out with the understanding from Yankees management that, hey, I'm not opting out, um, but and I realize that there's health concerns, but if I'm healthy for the until the end of this contract, could this maybe mean that we continue on because I have more than proven that right. the elbow is okay? Right, kind of like a... I, you know, I scratch your back, you scratch mine sort of scenario in a way. Yeah, it's kind of like, and it's, it also, and again, I have no, I, I have no inside story. We have no inside sources into, <laughs> into the Yankees organization, but I, I can't help but imagine that it, that that could be an advantageous way. If there were any doubts about the elbow, they'd be like, okay, this is a way for me to prove to you that the elbow really is okay and that you can safely extend me into my third into in into my mid to late thirties. Uh, right. and that's like it's and and it's also a way that he was able but if that was the case, that he was able to do that while still making quite a bit of money. I mean, $155 million contract is nothing for seven years is nothing to sneeze at. And uh, considering that the pitching market outside of Garrett Cole um, has actually been pretty miserly, uh, it's uh, pretty decent. Um, I think there may right. be also an uh, so I'm going to give you my thoughts of where I think he might be going next if the Yanks do let him walk. Um, but uh, what are well, your thoughts I, on all this? Well, I was going to say before you get there, just to tease it a little longer, mm-hmm. um, I, I guess I have two follow-up questions, which is one is what is the – and I'll ask them both at the same time and then you can answer them. But first question is what is the fan consensus on Masahiro Tanaka staying or going like overall if you have a pulse on Yankees Nation for – um, and then the the second uh, question is why kind of a follow up to that is why wouldn't the Yankees keep him and extend the contract or new contract? So I think the pulse overall is that people want him to stay. I mean, you look at the uh, amongst Yankees Twitter, he is really loved. Most of the hot take articles are like extend him, extend him over to over Paxton. There are some people who are saying you know the elbow is still a time bomb. Um, it's time to, to, it's time to let him go. And there's also some people who are just like haters of him. But I think in general, he's really liked in Yankees nation simply because he takes accountability. Again, for the reason we talked about through all this beautiful podcast, you know, he takes accountability, he performs in big spots and he's also just like a, a fun, a, a fun stand up dude. Who's also been a presence in your life as a Yankees fan for seven years at this point. Like the when we, he was started pitching, you know he got his first hit when Derek and Derek Jeter like was watching from the dugout as a player. Um, you know he's yeah. really been there bridging the, the era from like you know the 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 wind down of like the the uh, the wind down end of the end of the Jeter era to this like quick baby Balmers rebuild. Um, he's been right there all the time, and he's he's been the one who's been really 
there for it's like the big successes. I mean, you know, like battling to the AL boat uh, to, to the LCS twice, performing ele performing electrically there. Um, you know, being in 2018, Boston won it all, being the only <laughs> only Yankee who could win a game off of them. Uh, he's uh, so yeah. I think the consensus is the feds want to bring him back. Uh, in terms of why they would, why why management wouldn't. I think it's like two things. One, if there is some scaredness around the elbow, so which again, really haven't heard much about since he decided to opt in, really from anything. Um, and then two, in if Masa, if Masa won and his agents want more money than the Yankees are prepared to give. Uh, again, I don't think that later scenario is necessarily likely unless the Yankees are give him an insulting offer. Uh, but. We'll see. We'll see what they're willing to offer and what Moss is and what and what Moss is looking for. But I do think that the Yankees value consistency and the value people who fit in with their culture. And I think that that's Moss is really um, uh, and they also value people who can perform in October. So I would I think, you know, they need other people besides Garrett Cole. And I think that they may be looking for him to just like and uh, to, to be to be Garrett uh, to 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 be that number two guy. What do you think is um, a good offer, like a reasonable offer? Do you have any? Do you have any insight into that? If you don't, it's okay. I don't really have any insight into into this sort of thing. Um, to okay. be perfectly honest, I mean, I personally think that Masahiro Tanaka has earned every single penny so of of his, and so I honestly think that uh, extending the amount of money, just like figuring out how many years you want to commit to him, and then Paying him the same amount of money he has made every year is is uh is would would be uh uh would be uh, uh would be appropriate. I believe that works out to be because because the posting fee is weird too because they also had to pay pay his team um ah so because they had to pay the Rakuten Golden Eagles I believe twenty million dollars so Masahiro Tanaka uh yearly salary. 22 million. So like I think giving Massa a uh, a 3 year uh, like a 3 year 22 million uh, like through something around and it's probably will be a little less cuz he is older. Um but I think that giving him uh 3 years at 22 million with like team options for the next 2 years would be really reasonable and good. I think that they might offer him less and I think he might settle for less potentially. But I think that you know again He's never had a truly disappointing season. His most disappointing season was the one where he became a playoff legend in the regular. <laughs> so his regular season was his playoff legend season. He's been an all-star twice. He's uh, been in He's finished top ten Cy Young voting um, for. He did this all while reinventing himself um, as the kind of pitcher he is. It's like. I, just, I don't think they're they're. It, it's impressive that over seven years there has never been a season where people were at the end of it. People are like, "Wow, we shouldn't be paying Masahiro Tanaka twenty two right. million dollars a year." Uh, gotcha. So I think based off of that, keep paying him twenty two million dollars a year because you know nice. inflation can, and because also inflation happens. Twenty two million is less than it was seven years ago. So you're already taking into effect um, the depreciation right. and signing him as an older pitcher who is. Very good, but also not like Garrett Cole or Joe or just not Garrett Cole or Justin Verlander. Um, so yeah, I think that something around twenty-two million dollars a year is what he is worth. Um, 
I would imagine that like something that like 15 to that, like something like 15 to 20, maybe, maybe more in the offering. Um, I do think that there is going to be uh, team options are going to be involved. I think some shorter, see like shorter deals, like a one or two year deal, maybe in the offering. Uh, but I do think that I really wouldn't be surprised um, by if they decide to go short or honestly, if they decide to go long, I mean, you know, again, I keep on thinking of CC and how they use CC and CC again was someone who had that like persistent, terrible knee issue that he fought through until he literally couldn't do it anymore. Masahiro Tanaka is potentially, they could do that with him, but he could just, you know, he could, he seems like the picture of hell. He could do the Randy Johnson thing if they really want to do that. Now, granted, Johnson bounced around to different teams and such, but like, uh, you know, playing with it, there's no re – if they decided to just like, okay, we're going to give you the same deal now for seven years with like team with – team, uh, with team options, I actually – I mean, maybe I'm crazy because I'm a bit of a homer, but I don't even necessarily think as long as there is – option that where as long as um, – there's team buyout options in there to protect the Yankees from injury that that's even that crazy because he's just been this healthy consistent force and you do want someone who's going to be like this this veteran this veteran presence in there who could mentor the kids well oh, those are great takes um well what about the other scenario where they either provide an insulting offer or they say bye-bye um what uh well, I think we've teased it long enough. Where do you see Tanaka landing? So if Tanaka goes on the market, he's going to be a premier pitcher. That's saying, like, you know, his pro season resume alone is incredibly impressive. Um, but honestly, I think the team, and this is, I think, another perhaps incentive for the Yanks to go play Let's Make a Deal, um, is uh, I think the Red Sox are actually a really good landing point for him. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, you had time to stew on that one, did you? I did. I mean, look, let's be real here. The Red Sox pitching at the moment is struggling, and they will get Erod back. They will get Chris Sale back. But what have they not? But what has been like the hallmark of Red Sox pitching over the last few years? What? Well, what, what word has it been? It starts with an I. It's been really inconsistent. Oh, it, oh! I was like, okay, thank you for helping me with that one. Okay, yes. No, it, I mean, correct me. I mean, you watch the Red Sox more, but correct me. The Red Sox pitching, even when they do well, is pretty inconsistent about who's on and who's not. Correct. Uh, agreed. And I mean, I just think it's a money pit. So the, the the reason why I'm a little skeptical on that is that Heim Bloom's style is not that style. Mm. Um, and there's a cup. There are a couple of prospects that people have traded for that are showing some good promise, like the guy who pitched really well against the Yankees the last series and Tanner hook. Mm. Um, and there's a couple other pitchers out there. I forget one of their, one of their names, but so I don't, I, I don't know that they keep what they have and just try to fill out the rest of the roster. So sale Erod, um, and, and try to, and try to fill out the rest of the roster with these, um, these cheaper contracts, um, and traded players. But if they have the money to spend, obviously try to dump some i i mean it'd be exciting for this to have him on the i'd welcome it yeah i mean like the the other flip side of that too is is that um uh is, is that you know like the one other person who has i think been consistent for the red sox is pitching has been chris sale um but chris sale's also been really injured uh and that's again another reason for like bring in somebody who has yeah, well, chris who's been durable 
Chris Sale has a longevity problem yeah. where he can he can pitch lights out up to a certain point, and then once he hits that threshold, it's over. Mm. That's been that that's been the and you know he's getting surgery, so um, we'll see what that does. But um, no, yeah, I, 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 I it's, it's just he when you talk about the I word, I think he's just as I think he's just as um, guilty as a lot of the other pitchers mm. um but yeah. especially when it comes to his um or consistent is an inconsistency <laughs> well, I mean, like yeah yeah no no and i i think another factor too is that the other group the, the another team that's that's looking to win the, and this team's looking to win um but has a big pitching problem is another rival which is the blue jays i mean right the blue jays need have amazing bats their pitching is not so good and having someone who's just like a good workhorse of a player, like Tanaka, um, especially. I mean, I don't know how much it factors in where somebody knows the other team, but I mean, certain mm-hmm. when someone is as is as smart as Tanaka, you probably would also just be getting general intelligence about to attack the great Yankees hitters there too. Right. If you brought him in on the other side, um, so I mean, I think that that's another incentive the Yankees have to bring him back. Is that like you know there are some folks who would sign him for cheap if they are willing if if they're not willing to give her him a better price like i think tanaka wants to stay a yankee right but if yankees don't give him enough money and like the market is just low then like there's going to be other people stash up like if they're not if the only contract he can get uh if the yankees offer him 12 then and and like you know, Tradosh is fifteen. Like I don't know what, which which how the calculus will necessarily work either way, but I do think that um, that if they're not willing to spend for him, um, other team other teams will. And the only way that this gets a little off is is that let's say he just performs lights out and he wants a ton of money, and the Yankees don't want to go that really far. And then it's just a question of like, well, who who wants to back up the Brinks truck for Tanaka? I don't think right. – I'm not getting the impression that even if Tanaka wins the World Series as the MVP, I don't think the Brinks truck scenario with another team will happen. I think it's more like Tanaka – I think it was more like Tanaka will then like get his full value in like a good deal in, – in, in a deal that works out for both. I think that it's basically he then cements himself in the CC role and gets away to it. But I, I just – I have a hard time – but you know, but again, I could be wrong, and certainly there's a lot of teams throughout the major leagues who could use just like a really cons- a really consistent uh, consistent presence, who's like really good, who's also just a good clubhouse presence too. I mean, you know, you you get Tanaka, you're going to get like a nice family man who really cares about baseball and uh, and who and who has the ability to mentor your younger players like right and who could just and who has never had a who's never had a bad season i mean how crazy is that i'm saying this because again you could point to the one season was bad we're quite bad in the regular season whereas I'm like oh yeah and then he's a legend in the playoffs it's like okay um like, never a bad season really good investment re-sign him brian cashman because somebody else will if you do not I, I've been talking too much. What are what, what, what are your thoughts on this subject? I, I don't really have any thoughts beyond that. I think you're you're the you're the SME here. You're the subject matter expert <laughs> on that. So I, I I take your word for it, and I think you should be talking more about it than I am. But the um, 
the, my general idea, my general consensus is that yes, I think he's going to stay a Yankee and they'll make a good offer and we won't be having this conversation after the playoffs. Which brings us to the playoffs. The playoff picture. Yeah. Um, so the Yankees have cl- so everybody in the e, uh, in the AL has clinched right now, uh, with the exception of the Blue Jays and, and the Strohs. And the Strohs, and teams that are still technically in it that could take it for the Blue Jays or the Strohs. Either way, are uh, I believe also uh, are. I believe the, uh, I it, the I believe it's just the Angels and the Mariners that uh the who who have Angels and the Mariners who have a who have a chance. Okay. Um, I think that it's a, at this point. If the yeah, and also yeah, if 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 this um. Oh yeah, so the magic number to clinch the playoffs for the the AL is the Blue Jays one or the Astros two. So like, the Blue Jays are probably almost certainly gonna be there with that last wild card spot, and then it's just like the Astros are probably gonna do it. So we're probably looking like that they're gonna be our uh, that they're that they're going to be our 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 t- that they're that they're gonna be our our, t- our two teams in there. Yeah. Um, I think. And if that's the case, I'm looking at off. the picture. Yeah, yeah, Baltimore is definitely off. Um, I think that um, it sucks that there's going to be three teams in the AL East in the playoffs, and not one of them is going to be the Red Sox, but that's my own pity party. Um, it looks like if the things ended today, I'm just looking at like an article here on ESPN, that the Yankees' first series opponent would be the, so- uh, the White Sox. It was looking like it was going to be the Twins for a while, and then the Twins took over for first place. Which you yeah. know what I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real here um, I'm knocking wood like you know I'm kind of rooting for the white it to be the White Sox just because the the Yankees have owned the Twins but like that's a series that can switch at any time right. and like I just have like juju stuff of like you know do we really want to run this again with Nelson Cruz as being an edible etc now the White Sox do have great pitching including Dallas Keuchel who has been our nemesis before. Um, but you know what? We've beaten the beard before when Tanaka was on the mound and I suspect they might pair the two of them up again and then let's fucking go. <laughs> let's fucking go. <laughs> Amazing. So, yeah, I mean, the Rays clinched the AL East, um, aplomb to you Rays and it looks like it's going to be Rays Blue Jays, um, which will be an interesting series, uh. I know that the athletics are, uh, although again, like you know, it's uh, the athletic. I believe that the there's there's still a battle for 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 the number one seed. So like the athletics and in, it looks like, but Vietnam today, Rays, Blue Jays, Athletics, Indians, Twins, Astros, White Sox, Yankees. Um, you know, I think that the that looks like the Yankees opponents probably not would even yeah, the Twins, the White Sox, uh, and yeah, no, then we'll and we'll have to see and over of. Uh, and yeah, it is, it is more than a bit of a shame that like, the Red Sox really could have made it into this uh, in, into this playoff into this playoffs. I mean, you could have had, literally had four teams from the AL East, and that the Red Sox didn't were basically put up the white flag way earlier than any other team in ba- in baseball in, in at least in the American League is 
uh, it's not what a storied franchise should be doing. I am I am disappointed with that the man that that, that the management uh, took it that way. Do, do you have thoughts? No, but I, I will say that I think that. It is interesting to me that there's three teams from the East in the picture right now. And it mm. speaks that they must have, and I haven't looked at the stats, but they must have flat out dominated opponents outside of their, their division. Because yeah. for all three teams, I mean, there's going to be, if all three of them make it, they have to have some number of wins against each other. But to do that, they must be flat out dominating everybody else. I, and I haven't looked at those numbers, but yeah, do you, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, uh, okay. what are the go? Uh, I, I haven't done the breakdown. Um, uh, let me let me see that because I'm pretty sure it's like Yankees numbers against non AL East 2020. Yeah, I don't, I don't honestly know. So I just, I, I'm just anecdotally saying that based on the fact that there's three teams in there. But so that's the playoff picture for the the AL East. Um, so you're you're looking forward to a White Sox matchup, and and if if there is a White Sox matchup, you're thinking uh, is Keuchel uh, uh, pitcher number one, and do they put Tanaka on him, or is he number two? I think Keuchel. I mean, at this point, um, uh, I think Keuchel has uh, has the best ERA of the whole staff. So they might actually do it might actually be Keiko versus Cole which would be interesting cuz that's uh that's a brother versus brother uh, Houston Astros alumni uh yep. contest um right so that'll be uh so that that should be that that should uh, that so yeah I think that's probably but um, if, if Keiko's not first he's second um but right. but yeah thinking thinking of it uh, I I think Keiko's probably going to be their 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 lead uh, and then we're we're pretty sure that the next outing for Tanaka is going to be next Wednesday. Yes, yes. So I believe the um, uh, I, I believe the uh, first actually wait it's it's in September. Actually, no, it might be Tuesday. It might be Tuesday. Actually, I believe it's the twenty ninth. Um, Got it. Tanaka. September. That would be the Tuesday. Oh, they don't even have it on this as app because they haven't gotten to the playoffs yet. But that would make some semblance of sense. Yeah, but he's he, look. He's lined up as the number two star, starter. They haven't. Yeah. Um, they they there there has not been. Uh, uh, well, that they there has not yet been an announcement around uh, who's going to be the third starter yet. Uh, it's either going to be J.A. Happ, who has a, been performing really well this year. Um, basically, after Brian Cashman skipped him in the start so they wouldn't have to pay him his vesting option. And he seemed to get pissed off, and now he has a 3.25 ERA, and it's just yeah. been like throwing fire. So it's either you use him to save your season, or you use Davey Garcia, who's like your young 21-year-old cocky short king fireballer. Um, so we we'll see. Uh, Hap also doesn't have a very good record in the playoffs, which, you know, is, I mean, you know, that's also, you know, sometimes can be like turn around, you know, David Price had a bad re- record in the playoffs. So then he silenced that forever. Oh, <laughs> uh, in yeah, 2018. Hear, yeah. Well, I was going to say, yeah, I, uh, I can relate, but, uh, were you able to pull up the data at all of the, the, of the splits? Yeah. 
Okay. No, I have not. I was. I have That's not okay. yet. That's all right. I was. I. No, no, I tried, but I couldn't find it. It, it was not readily okay. available. Yeah, um, that, that was a weird stat. I just. I was just. I just call that. So I've, we don't have to, I've we don't seen have to it out it. before. I, I've seen it referenced beforehand. Versus out of. Uh, yeah, we, we, can, we can either put in the notes or something. We don't have to. Yeah. Um, so what are you looking forward to uh, for when you go for, in terms of this play in terms of this playoff start? Well, the the White Sox are more known for their pitching, if I'm not mistaken, just from what I know. Um, I don't know exactly what their bats are like, but I know that they had a good record this year. Yeah, they've um, been dogfighting with the Twins for the yeah. for, for for that. So. I'd be more worried about. I think it's going to be a really solid start. I think we're going to get playoff Tanaka. I think we're going to get a, hey, I didn't pitch well last time, but I'm going to pitch much better this time, Tanaka. And I think we're going to get a, um, cold batted White Sox team. But, the pitching is what's going to be interesting. So if, you know, can the Yankees can the Yankees can the give Yankees him support? Give give him some support both defensively and. Um, even more specifically, offensively, to get them over the edge, and I think that's going to be the big question. Yeah, no, I think that that's. Uh, uh, I I think that that is, is a, that that's a, that's in, that that's incredibly, uh, incredibly valid. You know, and how long are these series? Uh, at the beginning, are they? So this is going to be a best of three series, and it's probably going to be a best of three series, uh, where. Um, Oh, and it's also a best of three series hosted at the home team's ballpark. Now, what we were looking at with the Twins with, when they were rising was that the Twins would actually have that home field advantage. Um, actually, I don't know if the White Sox have that or not. Uh, they they do. do. Right now it says they're number four to the Yankees number five. They're right in that middle section, right. that middle spot. So, so basically the Yankees do have an incentive to, to play hard in this end stretch to get that to 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 try to close to try to close that gap and uh and get home field advantage at yankee stadium which as we talked about is you know is a big deal yeah Can i just say i did not realize until just now that the rays sneaky had the number one record in the american yeah League. that's why they're the number one seed well, no, I mean, I get that now. I just, like, I, I don't know why it, 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 I just computed that when I saw this 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 lookout. And we've been, look, you know, staring at the standings together, like, every week. But I just noticed that they're literally number one in the American League. What? Yeah. How did the, I miss that? The, it turns out that the... Uh... That the that the Tampa Bay Rays have been building a monster of a team. And... They are, they're good. <laughs> they've got yeah. good pitching. They've got excellent hitting. They, uh, they know how to, they know how to do the thing. Uh, but that being said, you know the Athletics are are also quite good. So you know, like they could take that number one spot before, before all that's said and done. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah, I mean, but it's it's three games and. You know, this is this is a series where people are talking about like your pitching matters. So, I'll uh, I'll also uh, blame Heim Bloom just to make me feel better for the future of the Red Sox. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is Heim Bloom not very liked among Red Sox Nation right now? 
He's. I don't. I don't think he's unliked, and I don't think he's. And if he's not liked, I don't think it's because he is a. I don't think it's because of what he's done so far, because he was kind of dealt a real bad mm-hmm. hand. So it's, it, it's sort. Of, it's sort of like when a relief when a reliever comes out, and then lets some runs in on like a you know bases loaded. <laughs> it's it's kind of the same thing with 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 Heim Bloom. Yeah. Um, as their chief baseball officer, uh, but I, I think specifically though the thing that people wouldn't like about Heimblum is he's extremely data oriented. Yeah, and he's very much like a nerd. He's not a he's not like a quote unquote with heart, you know, baseball. I'm, I'm sure he loves baseball, but he just approaches it. It's kind it's kind of the same thing that some people have against like Brad Stevens on the Celtics, where it's the kind of like nerdy somewhat robotic um personality that might not jive very well but so far a lot of his it hasn't been perfect but a lot of his stuff has been okay um some his pictures and, and stuff like that i'm just i'm just this is all a roundabout way of saying that heimblum helped to set up this house that tampa bay now sits in so hopefully he can do the similar thing with the yeah Reds no for sure i mean i think it's a it's definitely going to be interesting uh it, in terms of the whole um data versus versus guts thing uh, i will say that uh when that's our um that that aaron boone was at did say that he believed in clutch the other day like i think someone mentioned uh, like oh you know like do you I, they asked him do you believe in clutch or they assumed he didn't it's like i believe in clutch some people are uh, are just naturally better and focus in more in the moment uh and he actually named tanaka as one of those people so you know it's it's a uh, yes. So it's it's not as it, it may feel, and like especially even with the older sports broadcaster, people are like, oh, it's all data in baseball now. But it's it's not everybody, and I will also say that there is kind of this been this pattern too of like you know having players be managers, and I just can't help but think that you know having player when you have players and managers like you know Dave Roberts, you know, is managing the Cubs now. They're going back to the World Series, and I'm sure he listens to data. But like if you're a player, you have to also have some degree of like gut and just like okay this guy has it or this guy doesn't have it right now yeah yep. also by the way i love the i love that okay. john lester's personal catcher is managing the cubs at the moment and that john lester's personal catcher is managing john lester <laughs> <laughs> look at me john i am the captain now <laughs> <laughs> gosh it's like eric kratz magic the yankees but i don't have to magic because we have a uh, mr uh mr shot uh, mr october shot <laughs> magic uh, magic the yankees at the moment so so yeah for for all the all the complaints that people have about data in baseball i don't necessarily think it's as uniform as people bemoan about and i don't necessarily think that's a bad thing i mean i think that you know, using numbers and data has been huge for the game. Um, and at the same time, you know, it's just like in the in the moment, uh, you are you're gonna have to make calls and you're gonna have to just try to be able to sniff out those weird edge cases that cause for crazy baseball games. Uh, but yeah, no. So that's a so so yeah. So that's that's the thoughts. Uh, that's the thoughts on that. 
Uh, you, do you have anything else? I guess before we begin to wrap up, what are your thoughts on this like three on this on this three game format and what what it means for just not just the Yankees and Tanaka but for other teams who are approaching it? I think that's a good way to do it. I think I wish more um, leagues like I wish the NBA mm. did it for the mm. early rounds because I just think it's when you in fact NBA is probably a really really good example because because of the statistics i forget i forgot the exact number but like effectively the the first round of the nba playoffs are kind of stupid right. like and they just go on forever so I, anyone I, can I, make, I like this idea that's why i like the idea of the wild card game being one game and this being like a three in this case now this being a three game series i think is great too it's like don't belabor the point mm. may the better team win put your three best pitchers out there you know what i mean it's just it's it's like a i just think it's a, a fine sample size but i'm curious to get your thoughts i mean on i it. think it's a fine sample size as well too i do think that it's it is a there is a little bit of unfairness that like the top that the that the top the the, the division leaders and especially the top two teams uh still have to play a three-game series where anything could happen uh but you know, I think that it's also of their options. I think this is probably the best one. I think you needed an expanded playoffs really to get a full sense of it being a baseball season with how short the regular season was. In my thought, in my opinion, uh, and we talked about the dudes like you know that this playoff gauntlet is really the thing that I think is going to help to add legitimacy towards whoever whoever gets through. Uh, I will say that when it goes back to normal baseball, uh, I do think that. I know that they should probably put this in best of three at the um, at, at the at the leader at, at the at the person with the higher seed stadium for the wild card game. I think that there's been a lot of legitimate gripes about the wild card game being one and done, and I think that that's uh, that would add to the, that makes it so that it's not necessarily a one and done situation. And if it's three games all at stand, especially three games all at like. An actual home stadium with like actual crowds and stuff, that's gonna also really make it so teams are fighting not just to get that wild card spot, but to get that wild card spot with a good seat. Because that seems like, I mean, can you imagine, you know, like being the Red Sox opponent and have to play in Fenway for potentially three games in a row? <laughs> right. Uh, basically, or really any. Any baseball team with a great with a good fandom that's going to be that's 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 going to be incredibly daunting. So I don't know. I think that it's a but I think for this year it is fine and good. And I think that I like the three games uh, going forward for whatever version of the wild card they they do in the future. Matt. Awesome. Um, I don't have anything to add there. Is there anything else that you want no, to talk about? No, I think about? that we're good. I mean, you know, it's like a. I do think that this is something where, you know, Tanaka is going into this next start, possibly his last start as a Yankee, certainly his last start before he starts to, uh, possibly his last start as a Yankee, um, certainly a start that's going to influence his contract negotiations and uh, his legacy stuff with a, with a chip on his shoulder. I think he wa- I think he's going to, as he said, make his adjustments. I think he's going to make his adjustments and be locked in. And so then it's a question of like, you know, if we get locked into knock and knock and wood, are those bats going to show up and be like, yeah, no, let's, uh, let's do this tank. Uh, so, yeah. so we'll see. Uh, we'll, we will, we'll definitely, definitely have to see this one. 
And it's going to be a big game regardless, because as the number two guy, if Garrett Cole does it, Tanaka has the ability to end this. Um, and if Garrett Cole right. doesn't do it, Tanaka is literally going to do be in the role that he has been before, where he's just like, you know, this is your stopper. <laughs> you need to stop the slide and save right. the season. And I honestly think that there's few yeah. uh, people who would well, people who would want to see um, anyone else in the playoffs other than Masaru Tanaka in that situation where it's just like, here's the ball, Masa. Now go save the season. Uh, I just feel like he relishes those, those big moments. So we're going to see a big moment. You make a really good point that you make a really good point. If Cole loses, Tanaka's literally pitching for the Yankees yeah, no. season. <laughs> and here, and here's something that again, which like as much as like hate is some people like, oh, he's just an average pitcher. He's a number three. We should go out and get like, uh, Trevor Bauer, like all this bullshit. He's like, I see. Still think that like you say, okay, if Cole loses, who do you want there to save the season on the set uh, 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 on the staff? It's just like slam Masahiro Tanaka. I was just like, yep. like, I don't think anybody feels bad that, oh yeah, now we're going to give the ball to Tanaka to try to save the season. Yeah. Yep. So, we'll see. Well, I look forward to whatever whatever happens. I look forward to covering Me with too. you, my friend. And where can week. they find us as we go on this journey together? You can find us at spoilermedia.net slash TanakaCast. You can also find us on popular podcast apps such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and the like. Basically, if it exists and it has podcasts, we're probably yeah. there. I hate to say that because there's some weird edge case, but you know, you know how it is. You can, you yeah. can find us. We're not on the series of tubes, we I will, believe, uh, but uh, where some people still post their podcasts. No, we're not. But we will. Um, we'll connect at that time. We we typically do these uh, immediately, like the day or the two days after the. Um, the start of the or the last start of Tanaka so we look forward to talking to you probably middle of next week Wednesday definitely or Thursday. all right stay safe guys see you soon stay safe take care bye